What did you guys eat for breakfast? I ate some oatmeal. Um, I didn't eat until like 3 p.m. and then I had tacos. Welcome to episode 63 of the Music on Your Own Terms podcast, sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Print Company in Fort Worth, Texas. Offering screen printing, embroidery, and a host of other promotional products, go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn more. Hailing mostly from the Dallas, Texas area, Storyteller are an eclectic-sounding band in terms of where they fit genre-wise, but they are extremely focused on the message they portray both musically and lyrically. As you'll discover in one of the deepest interviews I have done thus far, the emotional connection that comes out of the band is undeniable. Having witnessed firsthand the intensity that the band, and in particular Justin the vocalist, performs with, the art being produced is incredibly authentic. In this interview, we learn what drives the music, what the guys have been up to during the lockdown, and how they are managing the band with a member living in a different state. Now I've talked in the past about the importance of empathy and how having suffered from depression and anxiety over several decades has shaped my hyper-awareness of my existence on those surrounding me. At times it has led me to also discount my own pain and suffering upon hearing about the experiences of others. In the current climate with both Black Lives Matter and COVID and whatever happens next, mental health is extremely important to keep in check. In fact, I think it is or should be a bigger conversation along with a discussion of defunding the police, which for me in itself is about demilitarizing and creating a culture of protecting and serving the communities to keep everyone safe, rather than the murder and violence we see now. Obviously, time will tell if these measures will see fruition. But the next step, in my opinion, is to replace overreaching policing with education, mental health resources, along with other important community services. If Elijah McLean was attended to by some form of mental health response team and determined he was either in need of treatment or was safe and assisted home, then he would still be alive. I feel that we're still in the early stages of bringing about a vast social change in equal rights and removing oppression. But we need to stay mindful of how we plan the next steps of caring for our neighbors and those who are unable to care for themselves. Empathy can be an extremely powerful tool in working towards a better world. Please go vote. Please contribute to the fight for justice. And above all, stay mindful of your own mental health and that of your loved ones. All right. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, today I'm joined by Nick and Justin from the band Storyteller. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. Wonderful. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Um, so if, if just for people uh, you know, out there that don't know your band, uh, could you give us uh, a, a quick intro of what you play in the band and you know, a little bit about your band? Um, well, I'll start first. You know, bass is the most important, so um, I play bass. <laughs> um, I play bass. I've been in the band since um, like right at the end of 2018. Um, I also did a lot of the mixing, mastering, and everything for P1. Awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm the vocalist, storyteller. Uh, 2017 of October is when I joined. Uh, that was basically when Storyteller got started. Okay. Uh, it was a it was a band before that called Tellurian. Uh, lead singer left, uh, and that's when I joined. Uh, after that, man, it's it got a few member changes, and uh, 2018 is when Nick and John, our other guitarist, uh, that's when he joined. So. 
Mm-hmm. It's really just been a, a labor of love for a little while, man. And um, awesome. We've had this. We've had this material for a couple of years, man. It's finally. It's finally good to release it. Um, Nick and John both added a, a you know a, a beautiful musicianship to our band that we didn't have before, and um, it's it's it, it, parables one man is is um, it's been a long time working on these tracks, man. So there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, a lot of power behind it. Um, Absolutely. So. Yeah. So just uh, um, parables one is your new EP. Um, when did it get released? I remember the actual date. What was the date? <laughs> June 5th. <laughs> Two Fridays ago. June 5th. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and it sounds killer. So Thank you. Appreciate um, that, man. Yeah, I was, I was been, I've been streaming it the last couple of days. Really, really, really good. Came out great. Um, and just for people uh, out there, we we met because when I was in Creatures and Chemicals, people might be familiar with that from previous episodes. Um, I was playing bass for that band, and we, we shared the stage at Killer's Tacos up in Denton. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was a really cool... Uh, um, cool night. Oh, yeah. Um, so glad we glad we uh, got acquainted and and you know just kept in touch since then. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah. So you've been. Could you could you give us a quick rundown of kind of what if if people don't know what you sound like? Um, obviously they can go check out the new EP. But uh, you know, for fan, let, let's say for fans of for fans of. I mean, that's really really interesting because our, our sounds kind of all over the place uh it's oh definitely we kind of identify with uh the post-hardcore genre i guess um mm-hmm. my vocals are geared more towards like deathcore death metal uh that's where i <clears throat> that's mm-hmm. really what i grew up listening to uh metalcore of course uh, a lot of lows um man there's a lot of nostalgic sound to it <laughs> there's not any band that comes to mm-hmm. mind particularly um if you dig like the metal 2000s post-hardcore you know, time and then add a little bit of ambience to it. Some pretty guitars and yeah. Some, I was gonna say uh, you add that with you know, you top that with math rock. You know, we got yeah. Pedro tapping and you know yeah. sliding around there. Um, it's almost like midwestern emo meets hardcore. Yeah. Um, it's really it's been really yeah. hard for you know especially you know filling out your Spotify, filling out your Facebook, putting what to put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why we settled on post hardcore because I think it hits that middle mark. Um, uh, right. We're heavy, but we're not really that heavy. Sure. Yeah, I, l- I love the mix of genres. It's I I think it's a really cool sound. You know, it's it's not. It doesn't ascribe to a like genre per se. I mean, we're we musicians that uh, we say we don't want to we don't want to label ourselves that that old cliche. But I think in times where you know you have to fill out your Spotify thing, you have to be mindful of being able to have your band name understood on you know, Alexa and, and Google voice, um, you kind of do have to start thinking about, well, if, if I don't, if I can't label myself, then no one's going to find me. No doubt. Exactly. You're not going to be able to reach your target audience. Um, but no, I, I love the, I love the mix of genres. I really do. Um, so, uh, Nick, you just moved recently to Colorado. You guys, uh, uh the, the rest of the band's based in Dallas. Yep. Yes. Pretty much everyone's in the Dallas area. So, obviously, you haven't been playing shows uh, because of the uh, COVID situation. But um, you know how how is that going to affect the band? You know, long term. Well, we um, 
that show that we we played a show back in January before this all started, um, and I came down for that. Um, and so I definitely that's in the plan um, to have me down as much as we need because um, I don't mind because my family my my wife and I's family still in Dallas, um, so we definitely mm-hmm. don't mind coming down there. Um, but you know, right now it's just it's so up in the air with COVID. You know, do we right. do I I do I want to come down there and possibly get a thousand people infected? You know, because you know, like just uh, it's it's tough for sure. Uh, but we definitely plan on as soon as twenty twenty one hits. Um, you know, once it seems like that's what major um, groups are doing, they're waiting until then as well. Um, it just seems like the right way to go. But once that hits, um, I'm coming down there. We're, we're playing shows, and they're coming up here. They're playing shows up here. Um, we're going to be all over the place. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And that's what's one of the great things about, um, you know, here I have um, like a home studio set up, and so does Rook, um, John, the other guitarist. Um, mm-hmm. we, that's why we have the ability, literally most of the work of P, P1 was done, po- mixing-wise, was done post me moving. Um, okay. So... Um, honestly, it's almost given like a breath of fresh air into the band because it's kind of changed our gears from, you know, always working and getting ready for the next show or, you know, mm-hmm. practicing that. But, you know, now it's going to give us the free time to write. And um, we're already working on P2. We have a couple songs in our pocket. Um, and we're, we're just really excited to get those out. And then whenever it's safe, play them. You know, we want to do a, a, you know, fingers crossed, hoping that we can do like a big, terrible show where we do p1 and two yeah that's awesome that's, that's the goal right that's cool so do you th- do you feel like um you know obviously you kind of have to um you know think pivot your your music business um you know in light of this situation but do you do you actually think that this is almost a blessing in disguise in that you're just being more creative or has it has it kind of uh you know, is it a, more of a detriment to the to the um, the momentum of the band? Um, I think it's a more of a detriment. I'd say to just like the show community in general. Um, but for me personally, um, being furloughed from work for a couple months, that definitely gave me the time mm. to dig into my creativity and um, really get P- Parables One out. Um, you know, sure. I, I cool. think about that occasionally. You know, I wonder if I wasn't furloughed if this would be out already or not you know Mm -hmm. right right but um for sure we i think personally it's given me some freedom but um, i definitely don't want to take away from that like there's people without work because of it and you know all those bars shut down all the venues like that sucks you know i was i was really bummed out when i heard about gas monkey you know that was one of my um, that was one of my favorites when i was there yeah we hadn't played there yet either we were trying yeah (laughs) we were trying oh wait they, they they shut down with Gus Gas yeah, the, yes. the live one. The the live yeah, bar and grill's still open, I think. But um, oh, I hadn't even heard about live. I hadn't I hadn't uh, seen a show at live yet. I I've been going to Gas uh, Bar and Grill for a bit, but no, I didn't actually hear that one. I've heard various other ones, but wow, that was a big. Yeah, it was one. over off a uh, technology. Um, uh, yeah. By, what's that? Red River or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was cool. I saw like Circa and stuff there. Um, it was a good good place. Um, but, wow. um, yeah, it's just sad. I mean, that's a big place. I can't imagine what, like, like Tom, like no, Tom, exactly. I think Tomcat's closed. What is it? Tomcat's, the one in Fort Worth. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, really? I think that had to close down, too. Wow. That's wow. where the, that's where the first storytelling show was. Once oh, I joined dang. the band. Yeah, we played Sweats or Vets there in 2017, uh, for No, no Hope for Alderaan. It was a really good show, man. It's a really good show. 
my only experience was seeing wow. Memphis Mayfire there and getting kicked out for smoking a joint. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, they were. Uh... <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that story? <laughs> uh, I was young and dumb. <laughs> don't don't smoke in public in Texas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. Cool. Um. So. Let's dig into your your, your guys' uh, past. I mean, how did what got you into music in the first place, and then what was the impetus of you picking up an instrument or, you know, starting to sing? Mm. Well, it all started for me when I was about thirteen. Um, I guess before that, man, I had a I developed an early love for music. Um, just about anything, man. I listened to a lot of. Uh, I grew up on like Foreigner, uh, REO Speedwagon, bands like that from the eighties and <clears throat> onward. Um, started listening to some country when I was a kid, um, started listening to rap, you know, just it, it, one thing led to another. Uh, I guess I was 13 or 14 when I really started listening to, to rock and, and heavier stuff. Um, and around that same time was when I started playing the guitar. Uh, I started playing for my church. I kind of grew up, you know, throughout my teenage years playing at church and, uh, you know, playing in various bands, whatever. Um, really kind of switched to the screaming um, you know, heavier side when I was about 15 or 16. Uh, that's when I joined my first my mm-hmm. first metal band, I guess. <clears throat> and really, it's just been, you know, a love a love for the music ever since. Um, when I joined Storyteller, I was actually, I, I thought I was done with music. Um, previous bands had ended, you know, friendships were lost. Uh, several cats I haven't talked to in years, you know, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, uh, David, our drummer, we've been friends since we were about 15, actually. And uh, he extended an invite. And literally within 12 hours, like I had written a song, recorded the first demo, all wow. of that, man. So the love for music, man, is definitely there. Uh, I've always been uh, more on the emotional side, I guess. So music has a, a real emotional hold on me in general. Uh, and I hope you can hear that when you listen to Storyteller, man. It's, it's all about conveying that motion that emotion um you know just get that the, those juices going man let let people uh know that you can relate uh yeah you know for what sure. i'm saying just let that invoke that emotion and, and let people know that that there's something more uh you know more to life than more to life than just living you know what i'm saying that's really what the goal is right behind it. yeah and you can definitely tell that live that that really comes across on stage as well that that was one of the things that I took away from that show is is just the amount of uh um not just emotion but you know th- what you were uh doing on stage was just so um you know the whole band was so cohesive but you know you just projected you know everything that you were singing about mm-hmm. um which you know y- you can definitely tell certain bands have that thing um and and they just give it everything, and now you know I I, I felt that you you definitely did that. So, um, oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. What about you? Thank you? No problem. What about you, Nick? How did you get started? Um, you know, I was I was raised, uh, you know, doing soccer, football, karate, doing all that different stuff. Uh, but it all changed when we moved to from Oklahoma to to Garland, and my parents found mm-hmm. a acoustic guitar in the attic. Um. Uh, I was like, I think I was, I can't even remember what grade, but I was in elementary school. Um, and I, this was like an adult size acoustic guitar, but, um, yeah. I just remember my arms being wrapped around that thing. Um, but you know, later on down the line, uh, you know, I started recognizing that like music was way more my calling than any kind of athletics or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, 
And so, you know, moved on to electric guitar. I was in a couple bands in like high school and stuff. Um, near the end of high school, I picked up drums. Um, we had a really bad drummer in the band we were in. Um, and I was, I was so good at, I was just so good at rock band drums that it just felt right. So, um, <laughs> we, um, I got into drums. I played those for like five years and now I've kind of fallen in love with bass because it's kind of like mm. the marriage between drums and guitar. Like I get to play the stringed for instrument sure. and jump around on stage, but at the same time I'm getting to have fun and like hold down the foundation. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And so I just, I've. You know, I still play guitar. Um, I honestly nowadays I probably play guitar more than I play bass, but um, there's just something about like I'll probably always play bass in bands. You know, like it's it's just so yep. fun. Um, nothing's ex we we play in drop C, so like nothing's more fun than hitting an open C, right? Like in front of you know people, like it just it hits. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, for for me, um, you know, being a guitar player for the for 25 years, and then you know, being in a couple of bands up, up North and down here as a bass player, a lot of it was hearing cause my hearing started to deteriorate and I couldn't hear the monitors and, you know, and it's like, Oh, I can play bass and I don't have to hear. I just feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> that was great for me. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm good now. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, let's dig into the, to storytellers, uh, you know, um, lyrical uh content and and what you guys are about because i know you you're into me mental health social issues um and you you write a lot about that stuff so could you give us a kind of a br an overview of of you know that kind of uh um topic and and you know what what it means to you to actually be able to uh talk about that okay um i mean really all the songs kind of go together uh they're all dealing with the same topics just a matter of uh perspective i guess um mm -hmm. first and foremost man uh you know we try to going off of what i was saying earlier we try to you know bring hope to people that are down and out uh i've dealt with depression and anxiety for most of my life ever since i was a little kid um uh, and it's taken me just until like the last couple of years to really be able to to deal with it and like start uh moving forward i guess moving past it um and storyteller is a huge part of that being able to to write the words mm -hmm. that i've written in the last two years um man it's it's all about uh the darkness you know finding the light in the darkness um giving people the the hope and it's just simple words man it's, i don't try to try to get you know put huge words in, in the music i don't try to um paint this huge beautiful picture i just want people to you know it's it's simple uh it's letting them know that that they're not alone uh and that we can relate mm. that we can uh that we can bring that hope whatever it is um and then it's really just the internal you know looking at yourself uh matter of fact the beginning lyric of better days is is talking about looking in the mirror and and not recognizing yourself um so it's, right. it's really just a matter of you know channeling those things and finding the positives through it all you know what i'm saying that's about it that's that's great one thing that i notice a lot about his lyrics is um because i want to say justin writes like literally all these um he is a beast um and i what i love about them is they're not like he said they're not overly complicated and what that allows is a listener even me in the band to equate my own message 
find where this mm-hmm. is affect like there's a situation I'm going through in my life and wow holy crap this song touches on so many points um and that's one right. of the things I love and I think you can go one way like you can go like the circus survive route where all of your lyrics are crazy metaphors and you know <laughs> or you can go like this and I think we're hoping to reach a lot of people and let people know that you're allowed to feel how you feel mm-hmm. and if that is too much then like look for help um because right no absolutely because what we're um p1 is kind of that darker spot justin was talking about um a lot of the like the way we're going with p2 is it's going to be you know once you've reached that light um you know we want to write songs about like love we want to write heavy songs about you know loving your family and friends you know i don't um Mm. You don't hear a whole lot of that. We we just uh, everything we're doing, we're not trying to promote hate. We're not trying to promote any anger. Right. Um, it's it's all about love. Mm-hmm. Can I that's, can I say something to piggyback fantastic. off of that real quick? And I hadn't told you, Nick. Go I haven't told the, I hadn't told the rest of the storyteller guys yet. But uh, uh, a friend a friend of mine uh, who I, I've been getting to know over the last couple of months is he's, he's got a little girl. She's uh, she's younger, um, and she's been having some issues. And um, hmm. he actually let her listen to Blossom yesterday. And um, man, the way he was ex- he was explaining the way that she received it, like her, her perspective on it. Um, this eight-year-old girl was just like floored by the lyrics of the song, dude. And it really was a wake-up call for me. Like in that moment, is like, we have such a powerful soul. Like, and I don't think people really respect it or honor it. Um, we literally, I mean, the words that I write, the words, the music that we play can literally affect a 30-year-old or an 8-year-old child. You know what I'm saying? That's that's deep. Right. And I think for me personally, man, I just, I want to write music that's positive, that's uplifting. Um, sure, we write about dark things and, and, and you know, the, the personal struggle and everything, but that's the beauty of it, dude. There's a beauty behind all of that. Um, you can't grow into the the person that you're supposed to be unless you deal with all these things, dude. And for so long, for me personally... Right. I didn't have anybody, you know, to teach me, to show me the way I kind of had to do it on my own. So, dude, if I can write one song, one lyric that's going to help an eight-year-old child better their lives, then please sign me up. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really my ultimate okay. goal at the end of the day. That, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so would you say, yeah, so I mean, just to, just to uh, clarify, I mean, you, you'd say all the lyrics are kind of, an internal reflection rather than a commentary on society? Mm, Yes and no. Okay. There's a blackout, um, better days. Those two songs, particularly blackout, better days and oxygen. Those are definitely songs that I wrote from the perspective of, you know, looking at yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. blossom has a little bit more of that, the social aspect to it. It's a matter of, you know, just love everybody. When it, uh, what really matters is how you treat others, you know, walk in love, mm-hmm. treat each other in love. It doesn't matter if you have an issue with somebody else. It's, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Um, and then the, the other right. two songs on the album, uh, I guess, would be a little bit more geared towards social, uh, that social area. Um, I just want to, I just want to inspire people. You know, I think that's really what the goal of Storyteller is. Uh, three out of five of us have kiddos or, you know, four or all of us are married. Um, so like any any music that we put out at this point 
you know, is, it's gotta mean something. It's, it's just, we're not just doing this for the hell of it. Um, right. So that's, that's really, uh, I don't, I, I don't want to sound repetitive, I guess, but that's really like, <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the goal behind it all. Absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, to piggyback off that question, um, you know, obviously in the world today, we're run, we're going through Black Lives Matter. We, we're seeing so much going on this year, you know, kick being kicked left and right. Um, but on the on the flip side, you know, you, you see bands like U2 or, um, you know, maybe uh, uh, Roger Waters and they're. they're they they bring a lot of social and political stuff to their shows and what they they're about um and they get criticized a lot and people don't you know it it kind of it takes away i don't think it takes away me personally um but some people don't like it and maybe they alienate fans by doing such um you know certain things and obviously there's there's no brainers where when it comes to some social issues but then maybe other issues that might be a, a, a gray area that you may or may not agree with. And, you know, so w- where do you stand as far as the gray areas? Where do you draw the line as far as trying not to alienate fans and just being artistic? I think, I think honestly, the answer to this boils down to look at how much of the music industry and the art industry is based around black culture. Mm-hmm. How much of it? Seriously, like if you really boil it down to its roots, so much of what everyone listens to and looks at every day is from non-Western culture, and or you know, like oh, yeah. it's from um, people of color and their culture, everything they brought to America, and that's what makes America beautiful. So mm. we totally get it. I mean, dude, we released P one literally like the week this was all, all the shit was hitting the fan. Um, we thought about not doing right. it. Um, but we also thought about, hey, what's our purpose? Are we doing this to get attention? Are we doing this to make money? No, like Justin said, and like we've talked about multiple times before, the point of this is to help people. And so I, we came to the conclusion that now, is more than any other time, is the time for us to get that message out. And so anything we can do to spread positivity and to abolish hate, we will do it. Right. We will continue to do it, and you can expect that stuff coming from us going forward. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, I mean, I, I think my question's more, you know, if you if you remove yourself from the current situation and you, you focus on, you know, b- using your platform as a, um, you know, for, for if you use your platform for social issues, there's obviously areas that, you know, no question, I'm going to use that for this social issue. I don't care what people think. But how do you, as an artist, how do you balance being political or topical versus just being straight artistic when it's, you know, something that's kind of gray area? I don't, I personally, like, any any gray area, I typically don't write about a whole lot just because I don't want to mm-hmm. I don't want to divide anybody I don't want it's really just about uh, unification man finding something that we can all relate to something that we can all grab on you know grab a hold to and walk this life you know together um, once you start getting into those gray areas dude you start having the different opinions uh, and and it doesn't matter what the situation or the atmosphere is like dude you're always gonna have people that disagree um, and that's fine if you want to disagree we can disagree but like now is not the time for that you know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah. racism shouldn't be a debate. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Racism shouldn't be a debate. No, absolutely. Any not. kind of uh, racial hatred, uh, class, you know, uh, whether you have money or you don't have money, whether you're black or white, green, purple, blue, it doesn't freaking matter, dude. It's, it's, we're all here. We all, you know, we're here for, uh, to keep each other uplifted, man. What's life without that encouragement, without, a, without, um, you know, holding each other up. So. Absolutely. Totally agree. Um, awesome. So what, um, moving on to the business side, um, how do you divide tasks and you know, what, what are your kind of strategies for promoting the band? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I do, um, we had a couple, we had help with this, uh, release a P one from a friend from high school of mine, a Rachel Bosworth. And she's dope. Other than that, we pretty much are, you know, firing from the hip on, um, social media. Um, we don't really want to or have the money to spend on like a huge marketing campaign. Um, so what we're doing is really just trying to connect with people, but not seem, you know, we don't want to, you don't want to see a post from Storyteller every day, you know, right. Uh, that's how you get unfollows. So we're, you know, I think we're just kind of still in that kind of gray area of we're not big enough that like we can talk about this album that's releasing a month from now you know Mm. um, because no one's going to remember that Um, but we're also trying to grow so um, we're trying to show find ways to show who we are um, by talking you know we want to get into um, Rook and I specifically want to get into like making um, like YouTube videos about gear like gear reviews talk about the recording aspects of parables and ongoing releases um, because we want to connect with people um I care more about that than, I, I mean, I could, you know, it doesn't bother me how many Spotify plays we have, but if we had, like, a group of 50 people who listen to us that, like, for some reason care what, what plug-in Rook and I used on something, like, that that <laughs> warms my heart more than anything, you know? Um, right. So we're, uh, we're, we're looking at going down that road, kind of attracting okay. more people who, like, are in the music industry, uh, you know, like being a, a band's band in a way, um, you know, okay. go that periphery, periphery route where, you know, yeah, periphery is sure. great, but look at what like Misha's doing in the recording industry and, you know, Nolly and stuff, all that. For sure. So, um, that's kind of, I think the route we would be going, um, kind of leaning into myself and Rooks, um, you know, getting into that gear at arena and, you know, hoping to maybe get sponsors, sponsors there that kind of thing. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, is the other guitar player named Pedro? Is that his name? I, have, I couldn't remember exactly. We, we have two guitar players, um, just, one Pedro and one Rook. So, based on what I remember from the show, I think you could do a really long video on his pedal board. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think it from my memory, it was pretty damn big. Yeah, he's got a big He's one. got some stuff on yeah, there. Yeah, Pedro's uh, pedal board is in like a suitcase type of container. Like, it's right. freaking huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Hey, um, but, uh, so, I mean, as far as what people do in the band, um, you know, from the business side, you know, is there a a set kind of divvy of tasks or do you kind of get, do things as they come or like, how do you, how do you decide what to divide up and what to do day to day? Well, I know Nick, like Nick handles most of the social media aspect of it all. Um, I help out with as much as I can. Uh, you know, as far as 
reactions go in actual you know relationship with the fans or listeners um everything else man mm-hmm. we kind of just handle it you know whoever's whoever's up and ready whoever's ready to bat basically whether it be shows merch um you know anything like that uh we haven't <clears throat> we don't play you know crazy shows we might play a couple times a year so far we're, we're looking to you know build that up you know play as many shows as possible whatever but uh we haven't had the opportunities uh, that we would like you know come across yet sure. um really just i don't know we're gonna handle it as it comes man um with this parables release we're already seeing things kind of start moving uh faster um so it's really just a matter of I guess growing and evolving at this point <laughs> we don't want none of us really have Absolutely. set um you know ventures other than just the music itself so sure awesome um and what what do you think um you know just just waxing philosophical for a minute philosoph that word <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that what do you think 2021 is going to look like as far as live shows i mean i i personally don't think that live shows are going to be the same as they were mm-hmm. But what 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 is what is your opinion of what what could happen when things kind of settle down and things open up again? Full bubble suits. Like uh, imagine like a suit that hmm. you're you're wearing that keeps your all your breath inside. I've, I've heard a, I've seen like prototypes for that already. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, the the LED lights all over yeah. the place and uh, low key that'd be pretty sick. I've definitely had okay. some beers spilled on me that that would have protected me from. So. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Um, but no, for real, I doubt honestly that people are going to be getting as close. You know, mm. um, I think there's going to be some people, obviously, that's pretty apparent at this point that just don't care. Um, that'll but definitely still be like hardcore dancing and getting in the pit. But um, to be honest, I mean, already for the last year, I've been I put earplugs on and hang out near the booth, and I think there's going to be a lot more people in that in that category going forward. So my question, I mean, you guys have played more than I have down here. Um, and I, I just wonder if, you know, in, in some ways, did it, would it have maybe flushed out some of the bad um, venue owners that you see kind of just making a lot of, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, maybe, maybe they were doing it for the wrong reasons rather than having a, like, Killer's Taco, um you know, I've I've played there a few times. I really like the venue. It's always got cool shows going on. Um, but then you see other places that I don't want to say by name, but they're they're obviously not doing it because they they just want to make a buck, and and it's really hard for you know you see the pay to play and you, and you see it, it it's not something that really inspires or is there to uplift bands and actually build a community or a, or a scene. You know, so do do you feel that maybe some of those places might go away for the and be for the better? I, mean, I hope so. I certainly hope so. I think it's. Uh, I mean, you can go back a long time and see <clears throat> when local bands, you know, how long local bands have just been, you know, fighting and fighting and fighting. It feels like the last ten to fifteen years, it's been, uh, you know, just a mm. saturation of local music. So, um, I think through that time you know, the, the venue owners just got more and more greedy or, you know, what, whatever the, whatever the situation may be. And it, it's jaded a lot of people because of it. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that moving forward, we have more venues that are willing to, you know, do what it takes to, 
uh, support the band, support the music, um, because without that, man, you, you don't mm. you don't have a venue to play shows. <laughs> you know what, what are you what are you gonna be doing? Um, right. Certainly not comedy clubs and shit like that. So I don't I don't know, man. Um, it, other than a few of the venues that we've played since Storyteller has been a band, um, we haven't went crazy, man. We've played at the same venues, you know, multiple times. Uh, we try to stay with the same the same circle of people, mm. same bands. Um, just to keep it relevant, just to keep it, you know, um, less chaotic, I guess. For sure. Great. Um, yeah. What one? So one section in in the show I like to call the uh, non non quick file round. Um, so, what significant negative experience have you overcome, and what did it teach you? Oh man. <laughs> um. <laughs> well. The, the 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 hardest thing I've ever had to overcome was the loss of a child. Oh wow! Um, so sorry. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the lyrical content from Parables one has to deal with that. Uh, not you know directly related, but mm. um, the emotions, the the feelings that you feel from that. Uh, man, I, I had a a real dark patch there for about three years afterwards. Um, suicidal. Right. Uh, depression like I've never experienced before and it's really taken I mean that happened back in 2013 and I'm just now just now getting on the tail end of that um, right that's one of those things it's it's hard to relate to though I know other parents that have lost children man and, and that's just something that you don't really recover from and we all deal with it differently you know um, totally that's really you know Growing through that, uh, I feel like it's made me, you know, 10 times better of a, of a husband and father. Um, mm -hmm. But damn, it was hard, man. It was so hard. Uh, but through I that could, experience. I could not even imagine. Through that experience, man, it, I've learned um, not to take things for granted. You know, uh, really value the family, really value uh, each of my children. Um, I see a lot more beauty in all this whole thing called life, you know. Um, that's about it, man. There's, uh, there's, you know, stories and stories and stories. I'm sure you, you've got them too. Um, but right. That's wow. Th well, thank you. Th thank you for sharing that. That's, um, Nick, what about you? All of that does to me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, I mean, everyone's pool of experiences is just, not the same size. Justin obviously has things in his life just from even having kids that I don't you know that, that you know he has had like since I've known him since end of 2018 he's a different dude you know I he's uh, I, I mean him and I lean on each other a lot for positivity and um, he's a good person to lean on for that and, and I'm I'm so happy to see that he's uh, that strong now, man. You rock. Um, Thank you, brother. But um, Thank you, brother. For me, uh, I feel so weird complaining about life. You know, I've been getting slapped in the face with my privilege for the last couple like months or whatever. I feel weird complaining. But, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it's really been more of, I think my hardships come from myself. I think... A lot of times, especially growing up, my whole life was based on doing things for other people, doing things because that's what I think they want me to do, which I mean, half the time I was just telling myself a story. Uh, 
And right. I've really kind of come into my own and realized that I'm a lot happier whenever I just do whatever the hell I want. Um, not in, you know, in a crazy way, but like, uh, just stop worrying about that, you know? Um, cause so many people are so focused on themselves. Um, a lot of us, mm-hmm. you know, think, Oh man, I'm, Oh, I gotta go to use food stamps in the line of the grocery store. Everyone's going to think of me different. It's like, no, literally none of the people are even going to notice cause they don't care cause they're so focused on their own problems and having that realization, um, you know, uh, really only a few years ago uh, really has changed my life for the better in enormous ways. Um, I'd say my, I mean, things like my biggest hurdle was myself. So (laughs) that's, that's, you know, like like I said, everyone, um, you know, my, my best friend from high school in episode 10, you know, I, he lost his mother and I pointed out, you know, kind of the same thing. Like, you know, I've, I haven't lost, um, or had an experience quite as bad as that, but he pointed out everyone's pain is their own, you know, it, it mm-hmm. pain is pain. So it's not, no less valuable than anyone else's. It's just yeah. your perspective. Um, but yeah, but no, I really appreciate both of you, you sharing that. Um, on the flip side, what major positive experiences given you the encouragement to follow this as a journey directly related to storyteller or what, whatever, Whatever you want to answer about. Well, I know for me, any any personal experience, man, um, I try to take as much as I can from the situation, learn from it. Um, you know, we're, we're bound to our personal convictions and, and, you know, whatever else that may be there as a factor. Um, if you're not if you're not growing, if you're not learning, if you're not uh, moving forward in some aspect, whether it be mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever the hell it may be. Uh, what's the point? You know, um, we go through all of this shit for, you know, for what, what, what's the point of it? It's to make us stronger. It's to make us, uh, pull us out on the other end, a different person. Um, and man, after that experience, man, why not tell the world about it? You know, there's, there's another person out there that could be struggling with the same exact thing as you. Um, they can see the same perspective as you, you know what I'm saying? You never know. Um, and that's why mm. it's so important that we just get out and we talk about, we talk about the, the positivity and and the growing and the learning aspect of it all dude i think our generation uh, alone uh, we have a big disconnect when it comes to life experience and um you know having those people in our lives those those idols or those those fixtures to look forward to you know the positivity the the encouragement whatever it may be um i just want that for my kids you know for other people's kids dude Having kids of my own has really shown um, how crazy this world is, man, and how in, in just a fleeting moment it mm-hmm. can all get wiped away. So why not have as much um, to offer as you can? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, at the end of the day, if right. if we're not here, you know, we're just existing, and I don't want to exist anymore, dude. Right. Just, it's not me. <laughs> awesome. And Nick, how about you? Man, um, I don't mean to sound like a bummer, but honestly, none. Um, I feel like literally most of my friends and family don't honestly even know that parables came out. Um, I mm. Pretty much ever since I started playing instruments and being involved in bands since high school, it's been about me pushing myself. Um, not really any outside forces 
um, doing, I mean, obviously the, I love my storyteller dudes. They support me and I, this is the, my favorite musical, um, aspect of my life that I've ever had. Um, I don't know a better way to word that, but, um, like it's, it's really been, that's one of actually something I'm coming to terms with literally current, like currently going on in my life is that, um, I'm, I'm doing this cause I love it. I'm doing it cause it's what's right for me. I'm doing it cause playing instruments relieves stress. Um, and mm. I, you know, I like putting stuff out there and seeing what people think about it. Um, so I think one of my biggest positives would be, you know, kind of going back to my negative earlier of releasing from that, the chains of caring what other people, um, about it you know right awesome that's great um and i i normally ask what music means to you but i i think we've kind of done that one unless you have another you know something else you want to add to it man i I would like to add that i think a lot of people think of music um in a really one track-minded way um it's really not about oh man i'm a metal guy or i'm a I listen to country. Um, uh, I strictly listen to hip hop, that kind of thing, man, all music is art. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that like really at the end of it, all, it's all the same 12 notes, you know, here in the Western society, um, half the stuff you're listening to has been just over been the same song played for the last 60 years. Um, it's just the same chord progression. It's just talking about, modern stuff instead of talking about older stuff. And I think if people could separate from that and learn to have respect for music of all types, like just cause it's not on a t-shirt at target, it doesn't devalue it. Uh, you know, I, that's, that's my biggest thing about music right now is that I think there's a lot of people that do a lot of gatekeeping and do, um, you know, they're just, they're not open to all forms. I mean, uh, you can look in just storyteller alone, bro. We honestly, a lot of us don't even listen to the same music. Justin listens mm. to heavier music than I do. David listens to way heavier music than I do. Um, I know some of the, I mean, honestly, like chill pop stuff I listen to, they probably wouldn't listen to, but like at the end of the day, I respect the crap out of music when they share me, share something with me. That means something because that's the, mm. that's their, uh, where they're going to be drawn influence from. Yes, sir. And so I'm all for it. You know, I, I like we were talking about earlier, storytelling sounds kind of eclectic. Uh, I think that, that has to do with us all being pretty open to um, really whatever. Like there's not, a, we're not putting a cap on where this certain thing. Right. Um, and I wish listeners would do the same. Awesome. Music is an expression, man. It's, it's in its own, I would say like a language. Um, you play a song or a, a chord progression and you can invoke emotion or, or anger, you know, whatever, whatever emotion, uh, or what's the word I'm looking for. Um, you can, you can conjure up different emotions in people just by, you know, the music that you play. Uh, and then you right. throw the lyrical content on top of that, man. Um, there's so much power in music, so much power in music. And if you look back through, you know, the last hundred years, every major, um, war or you know uh social 
any any time that there was unrest or uh, depressions, or there was always music at the core of uh, civilization, man. And I think that in itself is so powerful. You know, music is the one thing that we, at the end of the day, we can sit down and unwind to, or draw inspiration from, or offer hope, or and you know, a lot of aspects. There's people out there blasting crap, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, bigotry and you know, racism and all this other stuff. Um, but that just comes to show how powerful music is and the platform itself. Um, you know, music is by far like one thing on the planet that every person can relate to. So, um, there's a lot of responsibility with that, you know, for sure. All right. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, where can people find out about the band and how to get in touch with you if they want to? The best spot to get in touch with us is definitely going to be Instagram or Facebook. Um, I check those pretty frequently. Uh, we're definitely more than happy to start conversations with people there. Like I said, we're going to get those gear, gear reviews and stuff going. Uh, playthroughs, but awesome. uh, definitely Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we're you know we're on all the other platforms too, but uh, that's where we'll be at. If you want to talk? And and your your uh, handles are they all storyteller underscore Texas or TX? One of them's underscore, one of them's like uh, <laughs> a dot or something. Facebook yeah. is Storyteller TX and Instagram Storyteller underscore yep. TX. Okay. I'll link it all in the show notes so everyone can uh, find you and I'll I'll tag it when I post the episode too. So, um, yep. And, you, and you're on all the, uh, the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Awesome. Great. And then at the end of the episode, I like to play a song from the – the, the artist I, I interview so what uh which song from the new EP would you like to play hmm what do you have a favorite do you have a favorite um not yet um and I'm off offhand I I'm not really familiar with this the uh titles yet um well so what we've been thinking about for a single is blackout um when we get together we're probably gonna do okay. a music video for that um uh, uh, my personal favorite those separate me um, I know it's mm-hmm. a long one, but definitely my favorite. Um, so up to your judgment, but I think if you want to go with like what's going to kind of seem part of our marketing, that uh, goes blackout because I think that's what we're going to end up using as like our next single. Or I mean, I know it's already mm-hmm. on, but like it'll be a music video and stuff. Okay, cool. Let's do it. I right. think blackout would be the one track that like everybody would grab something from too. It's our. It's probably one of our heaviest tracks. Um, awesome. We will hear that track then. Um, great. This has been a fantastic interview. I really appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, you know, much, much continued success. Um, hope everything, you know, settles down and you can get, you guys can get out playing again. Um, yeah. Good luck with the release. Thank you so much. Thank you, dude. No problem. It was a pleasure, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you check out my new social media pages because I've set up a dedicated Music On Your Own Terms podcast Facebook page and Instagram page. The Facebook page link is still facebook.com forward slash music on your own terms. And going forward, Instagram will be posted on at music on your own terms. Make sure you stay up to date with the podcast, including finding out who I'll be interviewing next by signing up for the mailing list at musiconyourownterms.com. There, you'll also find show notes for every episode, some pretty cool videos to check out from various guests, and also links to their music and social media if you want to find out more. While you're there, don't forget to take a peek at the store and pick up something for your grandma.
And finally, I'd really appreciate it if you leave a review on iTunes, because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. And finally, if you're on LinkedIn, check out my LinkedIn page, which you can find at linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash music on your own terms. And as I close out this episode, keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Storyteller with Blackout. I am lost with myself. Just pulls me in deeper land